This is Impact. I'm Carrie Kaufman. Back in October, you know, when we had nothing to do and weren't stressing out about the future of the free world, Nathan Trenholm and Justin White filed a lawsuit against the Clark County School District. Trenholm and White are the proprietors of Data Insight Partners, which contracts with school organizational teams, SOTs, to provide data to admin teachers, students, and parents in over 35 schools. Data Insight Partners started after the passage of AB 469, which is commonly known as the Reorganization Law, or REORG for short. The REORG created autonomous school zones and was supposed to create a marketplace, quote-unquote, where schools could buy services that they needed from the central district. For instance, everyone needs maintenance, which the district provides. So a line item is taken out of each school's budget for maintenance. If a school wanted to hire an extra maintenance person or perhaps a DJ for special events, they could out of their own budget. They could also buy services from outside vendors, vendors like Data Insight Partners. I've talked with about half a dozen principals who all say things like, their data dashboards provide the schools they partner with the ability to really get granular, or Data Insight software allows our teachers to get into the weeds. But this fall, the Clark County School District forced schools to use their data software their newly created data software, which looks like a clone of Data Insight Partners' software, except it doesn't work as well and isn't as reliable. One principal told me, it's just a smidge better than spreadsheets. Oops. Nate Trenholm and Justin White are the guys who run Data Insights, and they are joining me now by Zoom. Guys, welcome to the program. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you, Carrie. So everything I just said, was that about right? Do you have anything to add? So I, th- I think everything you said is pretty much sums up a lot of it. Um, the one thing that I would say the caveat to is we sent the district a cease and desist letter mm. back in October. So we hadn't actually filed the lawsuit. The cease and desist letter was to get them to stop doing what they were doing and to come to the table with us to, you know, um, rectify our differences so that we wouldn't have to take them to court. Um, so where we're at right now is we'll be entering a mediation with them uh, March 9th to hopefully resolve, you know, the wrongs that we believe they're committing. So you have not sued them yet? You're just, you, you've just asked them to go to mediation? Correct. Okay. So right now, you know, Kind of going to court will be the last resort. Mm. Hopefully we can resolve this without having to waste the resources of taxpayers and the court system, as well as the resources of the school district. Um, you know, basically we believe if we can get a, uh, a neutral third party to sit down and hear both sides, it's going to be pretty clear what has happened, and <laughs> ideally we can resolve this issue. So I mentioned in the opening that it's very clear that uh, the new system, which is called Focus Ed, uh, looks a lot like your system. You have a blog post. I posted it yesterday on, on Facebook, on uh, Nevada Voices Facebook page, and I will post it with this. But talk to me on the radio uh, about how this looks similar to your site. Sure. So to give you a little bit of backstory of what happened there, 
Uh, back in the summer of 2019, we met with the regional superintendent, Debbie Brockett, to show her what we were doing with schools. And when we showed her, gave her a demonstration of the site of how we support schools, she said it was the most amazing product she's ever seen, to the point that she said, if the district doesn't contract with you to get this in every single school, I'm going to quit working for the district and start my own <laughs> charter network just so I could use this product. That's how enthusiastic she was about it. A few weeks later, maybe a month later, she reaches out to us and says she thinks she's got the ball rolling for the district to enter into negotiations with us is what we're led to believe and that we would probably be working with Ms. Kelly O'Rourke, who is over the department that does data for the school district. Mm -hmm. A few months after that, we find out that that department has reached out to our clients and has said, hey, we want to come out and learn how you're working with data. And then when they get there, it turns out they're sending a team of programmers essentially demanding to go into our site and look at every single page and take recordings of our application. And they spend hours going through this uh, and going through our application. And during this time, we now have essentially radio silence from both Debbie Brockett and Kelly O'Rourke. And so we never hear from them what's happening. All we know is we think they wanna work with us and we think that they want us to be working with every school in the district. So cut to then a few months after that, the district is rolling out their revised dashboards to school principals and showing them their new dashboards. And now all of a sudden, their application looks almost exactly like ours, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. they had prior to this, their own set of data dashboards, but as you kind of alluded to earlier, people were frustrated with them. It doesn't work well, it's hard to understand, but they had already designed, let's say for example, a chronic absenteeism dashboard. Mm -hmm. So we know what their work looks like when they create it on their own. Now, all of a sudden, months later, they're unveiling this new product after they've gone out to the clients that we work with and their new dashboard looks exactly like our dashboard. They've completely reorganized how they organize the system so now the organization system looks like our system. Um, they even went as far as like, we have our logo up in the top left-hand corner, which is like a graduation hat cap with a arrow going around it. Uh -huh. And they put up a little logo in the top left-hand corner with like a circle going around it. <laughs> and it's just, it's so asinine and laughable, the levels at which they chose to copy what we were doing. Um, yeah, if you're going to steal somebody's work, you probably should change it so it doesn't look like their work. Uh-huh. I mean, it is as bad as, like, right, the eighth grader who goes and steals someone's uh, essay paper and then copies their name, too. It's, it is <laughs> It's remarkable what's happened. Well, and it's to the point when, when they started unveiling this to principals, we started getting phone calls from people congratulating us because mm -hmm. they thought that they had that the district had bought our system. And they were astounded when we told them like, we don't know what you're talking about. They're like, well, our new system looks a lot like yours. Very interesting, Justin. Um, so let's talk about your, um, what you allege 
four things, basically. One is copyright, which you've just talked about. Uh, the other is a violation of uh, AB 469, which I just explained is the reorg law. Uh, another is that CCSD is forcing an inferior product on schools. Uh, another is that they're spending more money to get less from the data. Um, and CC, I mean, the, then you end with CCSD is, is wasting money and breaking the law to grab power from schools, which is a very interesting sentence. But let's talk right now about how you guys allege that they're breaking the reorg law. Reorg law. You want to take that, Justin? Sure. So under the reorg law, the, in, the intent and purpose and vision of the Nevada legislature was to empower schools to do what was best for them to allow the school organization teams to decide how to best serve their students, recognizing that schools across the district vary quite a bit. Um, there are rural schools, there's urban schools, suburban schools, um, schools have different needs. So the intent of the law is allowing schools to purchase the services, tools, products to serve their kids, to serve their teachers. And it's under that guise that schools, that we, it was one of the intentions behind the development of my education data was to serve schools and work closely with schools. So it was a really good fit when um, schools started reaching out to us and they said, you know, we needed help with data and the services that we provided are really geared towards that. Um, so by taking that choice away from schools and not allowing schools to purchase us for the 2020-2021 school year, they're stripping that power away from the schools and not allowing them to make the purchases and services that they have the right to do under the reorganization law. Mm -hmm. Schools have the ability to say, uh, I want to use this service or this service. And and for the most part, like if they want to bring in a DJ for an event, they can just pay that DJ out of cash. But for you guys, they have to do a purchase order. And what and I've spoken to about half a dozen principals who tell me that they were never told that uh, that they couldn't use your services anymore. They were they just found out because it wasn't approved in the purchase order. Um, and then when they called, they were like, oh, yeah, it's not approved. And they still have not heard from anybody higher up in the district to tell them why. <laughs> we're not we can only hear what the uh, principals tell us. And they're, they're telling us that they're not being given a reason. I mean, we've had principals who have said, I wasn't given a reason. No one will explain to me, like my school organizational team has approved this. Uh, we put it in our budget. We have it in our school performance plan. There is no reason this should not be approved. So I'm submitting it again. Mm. And they'll submit it again and it will get denied again. And a second time, they still will get no reason why this has happened. And for you know the listeners who don't aren't familiar with the reorganization law, I just want to read one quote from the law, mm -hmm. what it says. Okay. And it says the superintendent shall transfer to each local school precinct the authority to carry out the following responsibilities. Among those is procure such equipment, services, and supplies as the local school precinct deems necessary or advisable to carry out the plan of operation for the local school precinct. Equipment, services, and supplies may be procured from the large school district in which the local school precinct is located or elsewhere. Mm, you're right? the elsewhere. But, right. 
but such procurement must be carried out in accordance with the applicable policies of the large school district. So we have done every aspect of that, mm -hmm. right? We provide the equipment and services that these schools have put into their school operational plan, right? There's schools who've posted meeting minutes from their school organizational teams saying that they've come to agreement to purchase our services. Mm -hmm. Yet, for some reason, and we don't know why, it's being denied. Well, okay. And in your the blog post that you put up, you talked about the times, and I have written about the times uh, that uh, Superintendent Jara has tried to undermine uh, the reorganization law, right? There was uh, the deans thing where he just kind of unilaterally said, we're, we're going to get rid of deans. And principals came back to him and said, you can't do that. That's our decision. You know, just give us the money and we will decide what to do with the money. Uh, and and I, I don't disagree that deans may be not a resource that we need in the school district. It, it's just the way that it was done. Uh, and now they're trying to force surplus teachers onto particular schools. That's an ongoing thing. Uh, and then there was AB2, which I wrote about extensively, uh, which was a, a sort of a sneaky attempt to get the legislature in the summer to take away uh, schools carryover money, uh, which is also part of the reorg. Um, but I find it interesting that you haven't heard from anybody in the district. I mean, I, obviously, somebody had to say, "Yeah, we'll go to, we'll go to arbitration." But what took so long? We submitted the cease and desist at the end of October, and I think that is of of twenty twenty. And I think maybe around November, their general counsel was no longer with them. So then they had to hire a new general counsel. And at this during this time, uh, CCSD has hired outside legal counsel to represent them in this matter. Ah. So we've been working essentially with that outside counsel who he only knows what the district tells them. So when while they were replacing their general counsel, we were all kind of left twiddling our thumbs and waiting. Interesting. Uh, to be fair, you guys used to work for the district. You left uh, to um, working for the district uh, to create this company after Reorg started. There have been grumblings that maybe you took some data with you. Uh, um, you know that 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 you kind of this is unfair. What you're doing? What do you say to that? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's funny. Like people will make up the most ludicrous rumors and. If you don't know the backstory or like think about it for a second, it can sound like a plausible idea, right? Like, oh, these guys took some data to go start a company and they're gonna have, oh, this plethora of data to start a company. And that sounds nefarious and like, oh, did they? Did they do that? But as soon as you think about it, like who the hell wants old school district data? <laughs> right? Like I can't go to Givens Elementary and be like, hey, uh, I don't know if you guys need any help, but I have some old graduation data from Coronado. <laughs> Would you like to see it? Right? It's 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 so absurd on its face. As soon as you start to think about it for a second, like what what would you do with old education data? Like it it's it's difficult work to engage people with current data. Right. It is, actually impossible to get them to care about some other school's old data. Right. Um, 
yeah, so that that never happened. We never uh, took any data from the school district. There's nothing um, nefarious about why we left on our behavior. Like the actual reason we left was mm -hmm. because the reorganization law made it possible for us to work directly with schools, right? We both worked in the central office when we worked in the school district and we're really good at what we do and we take pride in doing it well and we wanna be able to contribute to improving students' lives. When we were working in the central office, that's just not the work you do. You end up doing a lot of work to kind of, for whatever the leadership wants, right? Like they need a report to show survey results by region for the school board, right? But nobody even knows what a region is. Nobody cares. <laughs> so you end up doing a whole bunch of work to make it look like this strategic plan matters. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. ultimately, we all the time Justin, you want to jump in here? Yes. I was going to say, we tell people all the time that we had to stop working for the district so we could start working for the schools because that is not what we were challenged <laughs> to do when we are in the district. And that's why, and Nathan alluded to this, that is what we're passionate about. We are passionate about making sure that kids get the best education possible. To do that, we have to support schools. And to do that, we had to leave the district. Right. And that is the, that's the number one thing that I hear. I cannot do uh, my job because I have to go through all this bureaucracy. Yeah, it'd be great to be able to do it this way. We can't because uh, we have to support this kind of this weird thing that the superintendent or the assistant superintendent wants to do. Um, I want to go to uh, your next part of your lawsuit, which is that you say it's an inferior, not your lawsuit, your complaint, uh, which is you say it's an inferior co uh, product. How is it inferior? From the reports that we've seen and the principals that we've talked to who have used that new system, the piece that we hear consistently over and over and over again is it's slow. It's mm -hmm. the, and the biggest one is like the data is not right. <laughs> they tried to copy our designs, but if the numbers and data they're putting into the designs and the charts is wrong or isn't updated, like it isn't useful. And that is the thing that when we talk to the principals in the district that we used to work with, that's the piece that we hear over and over and over again is that even where they where they copied us, that's not the right data is going in there. They aren't calculating things correct. They're just a screw loose somewhere is the thread that we kind of keep hearing over and over again. Yeah. So some stuff that I would add to that as well is not only is what they're copying, we believe to be inferior, they're not copying everything we do. Right, we go well beyond what they're capable of doing. Uh, yes. So, for example, over the last three years, only school administrators could log into the, their system. In our system, students log in, parents log in, teachers log in. Right. We have a whole. We work very hard to make sure everyone can engage in this information. Right. Because the core belief of of our theory of change is if you can change conversations, then you can change mindsets. If you can change mindsets, then you'll change actions. So it's really important for us that we ensure we're making a product even students can engage with, right? Because we have to change their actions as well. Right. That's not something that they focus on. It's not something they do. 
So we have a whole bunch of functionality that, that they don't even attempt to copy. Interesting. Yeah. And, and I have talked to principals who have told me this. Like one principal said, here's the difference between Data Insight and the district service. Uh, uh, it's like the difference between an HMO and concierge healthcare. HMO is one size fits all. It's not customizable. You get no assistance. And everybody I talked to said, I can call them on one day and they're there the next day. And not only do they have a solution, but they have an innovative solution. And then uh, if, they've, if they've done something at another school that they, that they think might help us that we haven't even thought of, they'll be like, hey, would you like us to do this for you also? Uh, and somebody else told me that you guys are focused. You guys actually did a social emotional uh, database uh, to, to, to help teachers and students recognize the social emotional issues that were going on. Um, that's not something that I, I think the district even would, would consider. Uh, so talk to me about that kind of uh, service. And if you did grow, I mean, there are 350 schools in the district. If you did grow and you were working with, oh, say 40 or 50 rather, well, actually, no, 100 rather than your 35 or 36, um, how, would you t how would you deal with that if you did grow that way? Well, first, let me say thank you so much for sharing that. Like that makes my day to know that you know they felt like we were providing that type of service because that is what we were striving to do. So yeah. that, I mean, totally, that makes my my month. Um, and another thing that I'll say about that, you know, that we try to support them again to this idea of we believe education is a human relationship business. So we're constantly trying to strengthen that for them. And I want to give you one story that is so powerful and just I'm really proud of. It is at Orr Middle School, they had a Title I parent meeting. And the first meeting that they had, I think like three parents showed up. And the second meeting that they had, no parents showed up. Then before the third meeting, they printed out the student profile report that we have available for them in our system. And they sent it home to every parent and said, the next Title I parent meeting, we're going to be going over this report. That meeting was standing room only in their theater. Wow. Right. And so that is the type of service and support that we try to provide them to help them engage their parents, their students, and their community. So it, it, we believe it's so much more than just like some data dashboards. Like right. That is part of what we do but it is not the essence of what we do. So to, so that's to kind of that point. The next point, like if we were to grow to a hundred schools or 200 schools, right, right. Um, the one thing that's nice is it being a lot of it code driven, we get to reuse a lot of things, mm -hmm. right? We're not constantly starting with scrap from scratch every single time we bring on a new school, which allows us the ability to scale much easier Mm -hmm. than say perhaps just a strictly service oriented business. Um, so we're able to scale a lot easier than, than most companies. Um, but with that, we constantly have people who reach out to us who see something we've done, whether it's the presentation to the legislature or something we put on Twitter or something that we did with the Harvard Strategic Data Project, who reach out to us and say, wow, what you guys are doing is amazing. Are you hiring right now? We have people who want to work with us and who, you know, we would love to grow our business. Unfortunately, we're kind of in this spot right now where we're spending way too much of, my of our time 
fighting to support schools instead of supporting schools. Right. Uh, I want to, um, you, we were talking about the fact that uh, every principal I've talked to and, and the ones you've talked to have said that the the district's uh, software is inferior. Uh, first of all, it didn't get rolled out till t- to teachers until January. It got rolled out to admin in late fall. Uh, and you guys would have been ready to go at the beginning of the year. But I want to play something from um, the school district meeting in February 2019 when they were going over this strategic plan. This is uh, Diane Gullett, uh, who is an uh, associate superintendent. So when we look at a comprehensive data dashboard, it needs to incorporate a lot of the components of all of the formative assessment processes, the state data. Uh, we have limited capacity in creating that. And in order to do something that's useful to our district offices and most especially our schools, we need to have some expertise in providing that. So we have to be able to uh, look at data that's going to be uh, relevant and timely and something that can be monitored and that will incorporate some of the scorecards that we're talking about and something that's useful for a school to pull up day to day that's very useful um, and so that any staff member can access it and immediately use it to drive instruction. So Trustee Garvey? Yeah, so I got I got what it is. Yep. Money. How much does it cost? Money. <laughs> and how long would it take to make it? So we have not to we have not yet determined how much it will cost. This is one of the things that we've identified as a needed strategy. And as I mentioned, quite honestly, that we do not have the capacity internally to create it. So we have to develop if this is something that we're moving forward with, which we think is very critical. We have to um, look outside for um, our best investment and determine what's research based, where has it been useful and effective in increasing uh, student achievement, and then we will go from there and making some recommendations. So that's fascinating to me, right? We have to look outside to see uh, where this has been used successfully before. Hmm, I wonder who outside of the school district has been using this successfully. Am I wrong, or does it seem to me that she was saying, we want to partner with Data Insight Partners? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I can't say who she was alluding to, but one thing that I will kind of give some clarification to here is when she said, we don't have the capacity, Mm. she wasn't saying we don't have the people. She was saying we don't have the talent because Mm. they were already had a whole department whose jobs were to make data dashboards. Right. Right. So, So you have to then question like what happened between then and all of a sudden, a year later, that they have these dashboards, they don't have the talent to design. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you know, take Colombo to connect those dots <laughs> of what they did. It also interests me that Garvey, uh, former trustee uh, Chris Garvey, said, how much is this going to cost? Diane Gullett at first didn't answer that. She just said, we don't have the people to do it. Um, so it doesn't really matter. And we're looking at people outside. I mean, it very much seemed to me when I heard that, that, that they were going to be starting negotiations with you, which is what you understood, uh, talking to Debbie Brockett, um, actually a few months later, a few months after this. So, um, so there's that part of it. The other part of it though, is that one of the things that you allege in this complaint is that, uh, the district is actually paying more than what they would be paying to use your services. So how do you know that? How do you know that the district is paying more? How much did you charge 
uh, schools to do services for them. I can, I want to jump back to kind of one other piece that okay. Deputy Superintendent Gullett hit on, which, and Trustee Garvey asked, like, how long will this take? And I, like, listening to that whole clip, I have to say is pretty upsetting. But one of the things there is the idea, you had mentioned that they um, rolled their new product out to administrators this fall. And it, it is our understanding, they haven't even rolled it out to all teachers yet. Right. It's only out to a small number of teachers. And one of the things that's most upsetting about that is if they had done what they said they were going to do and look outside and engage with us, they all would have it. Right. They would have it already. They would have had it at the beginning of the school year. Um, so I'll let Nathan kind of pick up on that cost analysis, but I had to add that. And it's just so frustrating to think the opportunities missed by students and teachers. Um, I mean, we, we live to serve. We wanted to serve. We could be serving right now. And instead, they chose to to infringe and kind of break the intent and the law of the reorg. Nathan? So as far as how we determine that they're paying more to get less is all of the money that they spend is publicly available data, right? So we know that there is a department called data services that is doing their data visualization. So if we just look at the salary of their of the coordinator who's over that department and their data visualization specialists who work in that department, just the staff salaries uh, and benefits is costing them seven hundred over seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Hmm. Then that staff isn't just developing this product; they're buying a license for Tableau for to do data visualization. Oh. That license is costing them another $330,000 a year. So they're spending over a million dollars a year to try and copy our product. Now, depending on the amount of support they want from us, we absolutely can come in under that cost. Interesting. So if you did a, a, a contract with central services, let's talk about this in terms of the reorg. Uh, not all schools would be mandated to use your services. They could use your services, uh, but because it would be part of central services, because it was an approved contract overall, then that would be taken out of their budgets. And you're saying that you could bring it in for less than what they're paying now. Okay, so I want to get to this. Your the the um, hearing the arbitration is March 9th. What do you want out of this? So, I mean, a day doesn't go by that we're not living what's happening to us. Right? We're we just out of the blue had seventy percent of our business gone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. the, but we're not laying people off. Like we're still paying our staff as if we still had that business. So what we need is a third party who's going to come to this neutral and say, here's what would be right, right? Here's, here's how we rectify what's happening here. Like, essentially, we want to get back to work. And we need someone who can sit down and say, what's happening right now is wrong, right? You can't just infringe on people's copyrights. You can't just elite what we believe to be illegally blocking contracts. We want all of that stuff to stop. We want to get back to work with schools. Um, Justin, how did it feel when the calls started to come in from schools saying, hey, we're not allowed to use your product anymore? Yeah, I mean, it was gut-wrenching. I mean, just having this conversation is difficult. Just thinking back on, on those conversations, we, 
I mean, we're a local company. We live here in Southern Nevada. Our kids go to school in Clark County. Like we're here to serve. So to hear that we've, we've invested all of our time, effort, money to developing this tool to support schools, students, teachers in Clark County. And here, I mean, here from schools, like not even a reason why, just like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. It's not getting approved. Yeah. Like we reached out to, we had multiple calls with the per season department and they couldn't tell us anything either. They also didn't know why things weren't being approved. So this, yeah. Who approves them? I would say, who, if, if purchasing doesn't approve them, who approves them? It seemed to be a bit of a mystery. We, it seemed like we and schools were getting a bit of a runaround of who is supposed to be approving these things. Hmm. Interesting. It sounds like a familiar M.O. Uh, Nathan Trenholm and Justin White, who you just heard from, are the partners of Data Insight Partners. They provide data to schools, and uh, every principal I has, have talked to said they provide good data and good service to schools uh, and are uh, needed. We will do an update after the March 9th hearing. Uh, good luck to you guys, and thank you for being on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Carrie.